Becoming disillusioned with being grown-ups, Jack and Josh decide that it's time to just go with it. This is Truly Happily Madison. Hello. <laughs> of course you can. You're my best friend. <laughs> oh. Oh. oh, hi. Hello, old chum, old mucker of mine. You sound like you're from London. Oh, thank you very much. I've been taking an acting class. Oh, I see what you're <laughs> doing. <laughs> working on my accents. I didn't even... <laughs> this is how fucking smooth-brained I am <laughs> nowadays. I just can't... Smooth brain, smooth skulled. A a thing that happened in a film I watched two days ago. I can't remember it. I can't possibly (laughs) perceive it. Fuck. Oh, yeah. That's good. Oh, Christ. Let's right. Let's wrap up. You can follow us on <laughs> True Hat Mad. No, 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 no. Josh, you got to learn to just go with it, man. <laughs> yeah. Josh, oh, <sighs> oh, hello, everybody. It's me. It's me. It's Jack Gregson. <laughs> and joining me as always is uh, star of Amazon Prime's Beautiful Boy. Josh oh, oh my God. <laughs> Oh, finally. Recognition. I love you, baby. How's it going? The irony of that film is that the beautiful boy was beautiful outside, but drugs had harmed him on the inside. Oh. I haven't seen the film, so I'll just assume it is just about a beautiful boy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I'm alright, I'm alright. I'm... 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 I'm, I'm all right. <laughs> yeah, you sound yeah. good. Um, yeah, you um, know. Um. <laughs> I thought we were going to... Listeners, we were voice noting the other day about yeah, stuff. I, 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 I feel I, like I you had a story. Get... Well, you know, the thing is, uh, this uh, this week we're back, to, we're back in the tried and tested world of the rom-com. Mm. And, uh, and you and I, we, we live our own rom-coms. Yeah, we do. <laughs> Um, my story, uh, my story doesn't really go anywhere. <laughs> Those are the best kinds. They don't go anywhere. They don't have morals. They're just entertaining for a bit, and then you forget them. It's like an Adam Sandler movie. Like an Adam Sandler film. Um, uh, my story is that I did a video speed dating. Mm. Yes, 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 yes. Jack, tell me about your video speed dating. Well, you know, it's it's great. It's uh, I won't name the company because they've not paid us. Um, <laughs> Videospeeddating.org. <laughs> um, that's dot not gov. Dot uk. Uh, so you 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 sign in, mm-hmm. and uh, and you have these two hosts who I was telling Josh. Uh, well, like big charisma vacuums, like mm. two people who maybe you know from your office, and someone has gone to them like, "Oh, you know what? You'd be you'd be dead great like on the telly." <laughs> um, well, yeah, listeners, that is how this podcast started. Yeah, because we except no one ever said it. <laughs> no one ever said <laughs> you two would be great on the telly. They said you two would be great on the radio, and we went. We don't have access to that. I used to be on the radio. 
Oh yeah, you did. Yeah. In Sassy Radio, 103.2 FM. Nice. Me. Um, former guest by Ben former Phillips. Former guest Ben Phillips. <laughs> and uh, the occasional chat with Roger Moore. Oh, I forgot about your Roger Moore chat. <laughs> occasional being once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But you know, that's extremely rare. Because he's dead. He is. R.I.P. But you know what's not dead? Today or whatever. What? No, you know what's not dead? Uh, you're the hosts of your video uh, speed, speed dating. Online yeah. speed dating. Yeah, video yeah. speed dating. Um, so yeah, the hosts would say they were just very much like, "Oh, welcome, welcome to video speed dating." So what we're gonna do is we're gonna like you're gonna have five minutes with everybody, and there's there's eight rounds, so you speak to eight people. <laughs> Yeah. And uh, if um if there maybe is like, a problem with internet connection or um you you there's not enough uh, there's an odd number of people on one side you just be put into the into the host room and, and we'll talk to you a bit about dating yeah give you some ideas for what to talk about in in your video speed dating mm. um so uh, I ended up being put into the host room four times out of the eight oh. rounds <laughs> um, because. Uh, and I, I got an email afterwards. It was like, uh, it seems we had less women than expected uh, join us tonight, uh, possibly because of the nice sunshine and the pubs now being open. Mm. Have you considered that one of the hosts just wanted a bit more jack time? No, because you don't interact with the hosts. Oh, what? What's the fucking point? You just watch them go on and with their inane chatter. Oh. It's like, they can't see you. It's like being at the worst party in the world, but you're a mute. I see. So it's the worst party in the world, and you can't speak. Yes, 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 yes. In fact, no, it's like being a ghost at the worst party in the world. That's better. The ghost at the feast. Mm. You don't want to be a ghost at the feast. No, you don't, do you? You want to eat. Yeah, well, it didn't stop the boys in Casper. It did though, because like that food didn't go through <laughs> them. Oh no, it went through them. No, but they food, got they couldn't eat it, but they couldn't enjoy it. Like well, Fatso's uh, already uh, fat. <laughs> that's true. But your stretch right. never gains an ounce. No, but right, just I mean, we've talked about the ghosts from Casper a lot. This show. Yeah, but we don't know. You don't know that they're not being. They're not tasting the food. I but think the ghosts have it like, the best like, way. I don't think they do. I think they do. Otherwise, why would they eat? I think they can taste it, and it just goes through them. Therefore, yeah, it's the best they're like, they're like way of food. Like punk rockers, man. No, they can fucking. They can fucking taste fuck, that. They were like, "Oh, you laid out this spread. We're gonna fuck you up, humans. We're gonna like." But they laid out the spread for them. Casper oh, laid out the spread for spread. them. It's not. They're not stealing right, food. Right, fine. Look, we'll get into this on Truly Happily Casper. <laughs> okay. We will cover Casper, Casper, Spirit of Beginning, Casper and Wendy, and then <sighs> maybe we'll do the animated movies. Let's see okay, how we're cool. feeling. Yeah. <laughs> so your shit video date hosts. Uh, well, also, so so at the end, like you tell, you can like say like who you like speaking to, and they can tell you, oh, I like speaking to you too. Um. And I liked speaking to somebody, um, and I sent her a message like, "Hey, oh, would you like to continue talking?" And she goes, "Yes, I'd like that very much." And then, like two minutes later, she sent me a message back, being like, "Oh, I just looked. You're too young for me." Oh, uh, <laughs> this is curse my youthful exuberance. Yeah, this is what happens if, for a joke, you put your age range as sixty-nine. You know, 
Wait. He's doing the funny dance from Little Nicky. Yes. Oh, that's uh, it's, uh, such a Touchstone movie. <laughs> it really is. It comes back. But it's not made by Touchstone Pictures. No, sad. Twist. <laughs> what a twist. What about you, Josh? What's going on with you? Um, What is going on with it? Well, yeah, Friday I had a date. Um, She was very nice. Very pretty. Had a good laugh. And then about halfway through the date, I realised... Sexy! <laughs> halfway through the date, I realised... Oh, I'm not in an emotional place to date at the moment. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not mentally or emotionally prepared to actually do this anyway i've been so, on those dates but it's usually like the other person is saying that to me oh god <laughs> so yeah it went, <laughs> it went on um i basically said what i said to you to her and then left yeah, you, you, yeah you've got to like remember that you said it to me oh, 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 oh i thought you meant like on the voice note no Cut this I said out. it I said, <laughs> said to her um got a night bus forgotten about them eh Completely forgotten about night love, buses. Love the N22. Yeah, it's a good one. Um, I I can't remember what one. Anyway, it dropped me off at St Paul's. I live across the river. So I decided to just walk across Blackfriars Bridge. I'm having a lovely time. I think I'm listening to Alt-J because I'm like, oh, I remember when I used to have feelings. I don't know what that is. What? <laughs> Fucking, you don't know Alt-J? No. Whoa. You sorry, don't know what it... Sorry, you don't know who Bashy is. <laughs> that's true yeah but, um, uh, but you don't that means you don't know how to tessellate you never tessellated Jack no I can't drive <laughs> very good um, so I'm listening to that remembering what it was like to be young full of hope and uh, emotions and I notice a commotion on Blackfriars Bridge on the ocean no it's a river Jack oh. the Thames and I see that, and I get round, and there's a group of lads. Would you say all... it was a shiver on the river, then? <laughs> Commotion in the ocean leads to a shiver in the river, and a quake in the lake. And then a cum in the bum. Oh. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah, anyway, I see all these boys, and they're, they're having a laugh. They've got the camera phones out, and I'm like, oh, what's this commotion? Maybe a funny, maybe a shiver. Banksy. What's this shiver? What's this what's this cum bum? And I, I think maybe it's a Banksy. And I look round and there's a boy, a teenager, an early uh, maybe early twenties, standing in his pants and t shirt, getting ready to jump into the fucking Thames. Not in a not right, listeners, must must clarify. Not in a call the Samaritans way, but in a they're gonna film in a this. David and, Williams way. No, not even like that. Not raising money for anything. Just in a kind of jackass, I'm going to film this, put it on TikTok, happy slappy way. Yes, I'm aware that all all of that makes me sound like I'm a fucking dad, but whatever. I'm 32, fuck off. Yeah, and you have two kids. And I, <laughs> and I have two Kiki kids. Kiki D and Bart. <laughs> I've, never seen, yeah, I've never seen either of them. One of them speaks in a British accent, which is apt. And the other one speaks in an American accent because they went to boarding school. Anyway, so I'm looking at it and I'm like, oh, and start to walk off. But then I'm like, no, I can't do that. He's going to fucking die. And I notice another guy, another guy around my age. And I go, oh, so have you, he'd been there longer. I was like, have you tried doing anything? He was like, no, what's the point? I was like, all right. 
and then two girls cross the street they notice the guy and they're like what what the fuck and start screaming like don't do it mate don't do it the current's really strong you're gonna die and at that point i think oh i should probably help but not in a real way so i start going like yeah you shouldn't do that it's probably it's not gonna work out well it's not gonna be it's not gonna be fun it's not gonna be a fun laughy time did you tell him about dysentery no i don't see what you know political rebels is gonna do to help you know Mm. (laughs) it's good anyway that all goes on like shiver in the river no shiver in the river Uh, and that goes on for about 10 minutes like me well these two girls screaming over and over and over again being like your mates don't fucking care about you and i was like yeah don't worry it's not gonna be good you're gonna you're not gonna come back it's not yeah you're not gonna come back you're not gonna gonna come come back back from this one you're not gonna come back and then uh the other guy joins in every so often but even less usefully than me anyway after 10 minutes he just fucking does it and jumps in and i watch him fall down and for five seconds i think have i just watched a man kill himself by mistake and then he's fine and he climbs up a little ladder he's got dysentery well he could have dysentery but you know i got annoyed i got extremely annoyed i know that's gonna make me sound terrible but like he fucking he wasted 10 minutes of my time 10 I mean, minutes of another guy's sound time that terrible like you're a guy who wants duels to be like a thing <laughs> i don't see what's wrong with that you want duels to be a thing you want like people to jump off the bridge and die so you can watch them for your own wa- amusement <laughs> no i don't want i didn't want him to die for his own amusement not for his I own wanted own him for your amusement I didn't want him to die for my amusement. I wanted him to get slightly hurt so that he would learn consequences of his actions. Anyway, I think he got arrested because as I walked over off Blackfriars, um, a police boat was there. It is, Whatever. Illegal, it is illegal to be in the Thames. Is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> David Williams you never know with ser- this bloody police state, do you? David Williams would be serving ten to life. Yeah, but maybe he got a special dispensation from the Queen. A special dysentery patient. Very good. Uh, uh, so we both had big Friday nights that took up sixteen minutes of podcast time. <laughs> that was Romance Corner with Jack and Josh. Oh, uh, but, but you know what? Both of these experiences have taught us, Jack. Well, they've taught me that each week your hosts Jack Gregson and Josh <laughs> Pappenheim discuss the entire filmography, the entire filmography of Happy Madison Productions from 1999 to current day. That was the yeah. secret message. I think so. But did they also teach us to just go with it? Yeah, they did. Okay, because yeah. that's the film we're talking about. That's today. the name of the film. That's, that's the name of the film. And you know what? If you didn't realize that, they say it about fifty times in the fucking movie. I counted. Oh, <laughs> they say it, they only say it three times. Okay, it seems but to, still, feels like it comes up a lot. I think maybe you missed a few. It's possible. It's like but sometimes I think what it when is, like is that... uh, Brooklyn Decker's just in the background mouthing, just go with it. Oh really? Oh, I didn't notice that. That's though. not a real thing, Josh. I made that up. Can you imagine? Can you imagine this sort of weird Lynchian vibe of just Brooklyn? Who's De- Brooklyn Decker? <laughs> she plays Palmer. <laughs> oh, Palmer. Fucking dumb name. I kept thinking of Palmer Joss from Contact. I thought it was her surname the entire way through. No. Like David Palmer from 24. No, like Palmer Joss from Contact. It's not a real name. There's a lot of not real names in this film. 
Well, let's uh, let's get into it with an IMDb plot synopsis. Oh yeah, here we go. <clears throat> it's a real simple plot. Is it? Yeah, it's real easy to break down. Yeah. Well, this person has really given it a go. Danny, after getting burned in a previous relationship, decides to avoid commitment by telling every girl he hooks up with that he's married. But when he meets a gorgeous young girl named Palmer, he thinks she could be the one until she finds out he's married. <laughs> Sorry, <there's... laughs> there was no punctuation. But when he meets a gorgeous young girl named Palmer, he thinks she could be the one until she finds out he's married. I so, in order. Quotes oh, shit. One. Air quotes married. So, in order to keep their relationship still going, he tells her that he and his wife, quotation marks, are getting a divorce. When she insists on meeting her, he asks Catherine to pose as his wife. Catherine takes a call from one of her children. Palmer assumes that they're Danny's, so wants to meet them. And it's at this meeting that Catherine's son tricks Danny into taking them all on a trip to Hawaii. Dot, dot. Written by an email address. This is, of course, deranged. Um, uh, this, is, <laughs> this is the third um, Adam Sandler joint to, uh, to take place in Hawaii. They really love it there, don't they? Um, yeah. What's the second? Uh, well, the first is, uh, is Punch Drunk Love. The second is... 15. Is that in Hawaii? It goes to Hawaii. Yeah. Um, well, it's, this, this, one, uh, this one so much is, uh, is set in Hawaii that the original title for it was Holiday in Hawaii. Was it? Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> Which, it just seems like, like, Amazon's like, oh, I need to go on holiday. There's a holiday in Hawaii. We'll do, <laughs> we'll do a movie. We'll call it Holiday in Hawaii. I'll take It'll my buddy great. Nick, my friend Jen, and it'll be great. <laughs> It'd be wonderful. It'd be, it'd be, uh, I like the other title for it. It was just Pretend Wife. <laughs> pretend Wife is very good. Pretend Wife? Brilliant. But yes, uh, um, Pretend Wife. Pretend Wife. I, I just Go With It is, is quite like a, a shit title to begin with. I, I loved... Well, I mean... Maybe we're going to mention this later, but I really love that when I looked at the wiki of it, it's like it is based on the 1969 film Cactus Flower. I very nearly rewatched Cactus. I saw Cactus Flower a few years ago. I ne- nearly rewatched it for this. Oh, I haven't seen. It. Along with a 2005 Bollywood movie, which themselves are an adaptation of a 1965 Broadway sta- Broadway stage play, which in turn was based upon the French play Fleur de Cactus. This is insane. This is like a tale as old as time. This is like a sacred text. Yeah, well, like, I think it's a pretty, like, universal story. Like, man falls in love with woman while wearing wedding ring and then has to pretend to be married to his assistant. So yeah. they go to Hawaii. Tale as old as time. Tale as old as time. Watch Cactus Flower. It's good. So it's like, um, like Goldie Horn's breakthrough role. Oh, cool. I think she, yeah, she won the Oscar for it as well. Wow. Okay. Just got a heads up for um uh, for the award section later. No Oscar wins on, the, on this one. <laughs> what? <laughs> I want to watch this. Yeah, this looks fun. Walter Matthau. Dickinson. I love Walter Matthau. 
I love early episodes of The Simpsons where Dan Castellata is doing a Walter Matter impression to be Homer. Oh, is that, is that what he's doing? Come on, kids. We're going to get frosty chocolate milkshakes. Oh, yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, son. <laughs> Before he gets his weird, I mean, his normal voice. Yeah, then it goes a little deeper and a little dumber, and you get into Homer territory. Mm. But uh, actually, that's more. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> Barney from the Flintstones. <laughs> They're all. There's only one character. That's what <laughs> we play them all. There's one voice. <laughs> I love. I love the Walter Matthau voice. They should. Do, they should have kept it. Yeah. <laughs> it's so weird. It is extremely weird. But yeah, maybe that would have stopped the show going insane. Because you have to play it slightly more normal. What's the one? the Walter Matthau voice. It's the one where, uh, where um, Bart, it's the one of the Tracy Ullman shorts and Bart is asking his, uh, Homer before he goes to bed, like, what is matter? <laughs> what is matter? Never mind. What is mind? Never matter. <laughs> yes! <laughs> and that spawned. A fucking industry. Yeah, Christ. <sighs> uh, uh, do you want some stats? Oh, I'd love some. All right, so we're back. We're back in in a uh, directed by Dennis Dugan territory. The Dukes. And you can tell. You can tell that Sandler was like to Dugan, like, well, when I was working with Apatow, we did a lot of these sort of riffy, sort of off the cuff takes where we just sort of improvised. Let's do that here. Me and Jen will do that. <laughs> And Duke said, I don't know about that. And Sandler looked him straight in the eyes. And what did he say, Jack? Just go with it. <laughs> <laughs> he looked him straight yeah. in the eyes and went, Holiday in Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> he looked him straight in the eyes and said, Pretend wife. <laughs> um, uh, this film stars Adam Sandler. We've got two Sandler films in a row. Boy, are we lucky. We really are. <laughs> Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Nick Swardson. Yeah. Brooklyn Decker. Who? Brooklyn Decker. Brooklyn Beckham. I feel like you're trying to say Brooklyn Beckham. <laughs> hey, she's mar- married to Andy Roddick, so be be nice. Who's Andy Roddick? <laughs> the tennis player. Oh, which is why okay. he shows up at the end. Oh. What a twist. What a twist. And uh, Nicole Kidman. That came out of nowhere for me <laughs> jesus christ it it's is... just insane it's the last thing you expect to see when you get into work in the morning i have a quote from nicole kidman <laughs> what wanna... about this film yeah. <gasps> i want to find it is it like the what is it the michael kane one like i never saw the film but i saw the house it paid for is it that kind of thing not quite is it close? Uh, let me see if I can get it. the other one? Is there another... I feel like there's another actor. It might be Michael Caine, to be honest. Where it, it might actually be all the same story. Where it's like... Was it Jaws 4? And he was just like, I just really wanted a holiday. No, Jaws 4 is the one I've never seen. Uh, that mm. house. I've never seen the film. Um, by all counts, it's terrible. But I've seen the Brilliant. house that it built. And by all accounts, yes, yes, that's yes. lovely. Um, yes, yes, yes. So it's not actually a quote. It's more... Uh, it's more of an anecdote. 
Oh, yeah. Uh, despite the negative critical reception of the film, Nicole Kidman said that she enjoyed being part of the project, mainly because, although she is Australian, she got to work in her birthplace of Hawaii, which she left when she was four, and because her parents from uh, and because her parents from Australia were able to spend time with her and her children while she was working. Which just lends to the fact <laughs> that this film was a holiday in Hawaii. This is just a fucking jolly, isn't it? <laughs> There's nothing. I I just find it so like funny that she's just like yeah, it would, like the film didn't do great what, critics wise, but I got to hang out in Hawaii with my, my, parents. my parents and kids. That's nice. <laughs> uh, this was released on the 11th of February, 2011. Oh, just wow. in just in time for Val's. Just in time. And at the dumb oh, it was a budget was 80 million dollars, which is the same Fuck as Fuck off. <laughs> 80 million! <laughs> 80! <laughs> on what? I guess, like, hotels. I guess on Nicole Kidman and Jennifer Aniston. And Do you Adam think Sandler. Nicole Kidman command Because she's not in, like, any of the publicity material for this film. Is she not? No, she's, like, not, like, in the trailers. I, I don't think she's in the trailers. And she's not mm. mentioned on the poster. I think, like, she was supposed to be a proper surprise. Yeah, well, it fucking works. <laughs> Because it is insane. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where the money's gone. I, I mean, mean I, we, I, I was when I was editing Funny People, not Funny People, when I was editing Grown Ups, I did enjoy us trying to break down how much everyone <laughs> um, got paid. Yeah. <laughs> and I guess, yeah, you know I'm what? Really like, no if we said on that, like, Sandler's not going to do it for less than 20 mil, I say Jennifer Aniston doesn't do this for less than 20 mil. Do you think? Yeah, Jennifer Aniston. You don't think Jennifer Aniston can command 20 mil a movie? I'd see, well, I don't know what else she's doing at this time. I see both of them like 15 mil each. Let's talk about Jennifer Aniston for a sec, eh? Let's, let's side We're not even done with the stats! No, but yeah, but like we, we talked about who's in this movie. Yeah, Jennifer Aniston, yeah. Jennifer Aniston is in this movie. Yeah. I would argue that she is like one of the most recognisable actresses on the planet. Yeah. You don't think she could come on 20 mil? <laughs> Huh? You don't think she could command 20 mil? But actually, no, actually, you know what? Like, I'm looking at her career. She does have... She's in a sort of weird place. This is a big hit. I have not got to the box office yet, but this film is a big hit. Huge. But, so, since Friends ended in 2004, mm. she's done Along Came Polly. Yeah. Which feels like it's in this sort of territory. I've not seen it. It's, it's pretty shit. Okay. <laughs> she does that weird movie, Derailed. Which is like a thriller with her and Clive Owen. Ooh, that sounds good. It's not good. <laughs> no, I know. I mean, yeah. She does. Be, it sounds interesting. She does a film that I absolutely despise called Rumor Has It, which we've talked about on the show before because it's, yeah. it's a Rob Reiner movie. And it's when I went through all the Rob Reiner movies that you hadn't heard of. Oh, yeah. Um, That's the. Is that the. My grandparent is the graduate? Yes. Is it that one? <laughs> Brilliant. My grandma is the is is Mrs. Robinson. My grandma fucked a child. <laughs> and Kevin Costner is that child. Oh god. <laughs> okay. Um she does Friends with Money, which is like a very kind of nice Nicole Holofan sensor movie. Very small, like her, Francis McDormand, Catherine Keener, and Joan Cusack. That sounds nice. It's a very nice movie. She like so she does like these sort of like big rom coms with like the big comedy star of the time like and then splits it up with like these little movies in between because then she's got the breakup which is her and Vince Vaughn, yeah, 
She's then got like weird little. Have we talked about management? Yes, we have because we talked yes, about Steve that on Steve Zahn, and it's the one where yeah, he's like yeah. obsessed with touching her bum. Yeah, that's a yes, movie. Yes. <laughs> and then she does Marley and Me, which is a big one with her and Owen Wilson. Oh, fuck. Yeah, she does. She does like the the sort of Valentine's Day type. He's just not that into you. Yes. She does that like one. She does one episode of Thirty Rock, which she's really fucking funny in. I haven't seen that. It sounds good. Uh, she's she's in a movie with Aaron Eckhart, which has one of my least favorite titles of all time. Love happens. Oh, <laughs> terrible. She does the Bounty Hunter with Gerard Butler. She does the oh, switch yeah. with um, Jason Bateman. Jason Bateman. She's like, what if someone, what if you had the wrong sperm put inside of you? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I always get that film confused with the other one. What's the other one? The change up. Uh, the change up. With Jason Bateman. Yeah. <laughs> no, the switch is like, yeah, where like uh, she's going to be artificially inseminated and he's her best friend for a long time. And he's like, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to jerk off into this cup and she's going to be inseminated with my sperm. What the fuck is that film? Of the one that she's supposed to. And then Good she's she's God. coming off of that into uh, Just Go With It. After this, so she, this is what I'm saying. I don't think. After this, she also does horrible bosses in the same year. I think she can, you know, she is constantly working. She's, yeah. you know, she is so recognisable. Because I think as well, she probably gets paid quite a bit for Horrible Bosses. I would think that Horrible Bosses is the bigger paycheck. It's a smaller film. Is it? I don't think it made as much as this. Just mm. off the top of my head. I'm going to have to check it. going to have to be... going to have to learn. <laughs> accuracy. It's the smaller film... <laughs> Smaller budget, uh, and its box office is five million less. <laughs> she does. See? There's no way she gets paid twenty million for Horrible Bosses because that's a thirty-five million dollar movie. <laughs> but I reckon she gets points. Yeah, well, maybe. I think I think she gets twenty. I think her and Sandler command like equal because they're so equal leads in this. Yeah, like one of the things. But I think not, I think it's fifteen each. I think it's fifteen each. One of the things, and I'm not going to commend this movie for a lot, but one of the things I'll commend it for is that it does have a female lead. Yeah, it really like, does. She is she is a character in this movie more so than other movies we've had to watch. Yeah, I mean, are we getting into it properly? No, because I've or... not done what how much it made at the box office. We're half an hour through. <laughs> Good. Um, we we do long episodes now, Josh. We do three hour episodes now every we're week. Not, we're not doing that. <laughs> I will we, we... literally stop the recording bro, when it hits bro, an hour and a half. We're going to do it again when we talk grown ups too. What do you think is going to happen? <laughs> no, I'm not having this. This can't be the answer. So at the domestic box yeah. office, this movie makes a hundred three million dollars. Jesus Christ! And overseas packs an extra one hundred eleven point nine million dollars. Fuck. All so right. it does it does really fucking well. <laughs> um... Especially like yeah, because we've talked before, like comedies overseas, they don't hit so well. I do. I I think that's as well. I think Jennifer Aniston sells overseas because yeah. Friends is everywhere. Yeah, I can see that. This opened at number one at the U.S. box office, and it's it's a wild opening weekend. What else is there? There's three other films opening that weekend. Hmm. Number two, you have Justin Bieber, Never Say Never. Yeah, nice. Number three, you've got Nomeo and Juliet. <laughs> okay. Number four, you've got The Eagle. Do you remember The Eagle? The Eagle? Yeah, The Eagle. Is that Shire? Oh, no, that's no, Eagle Eye. That's Eagle Eye. What's The Eagle? 
This is uh, Channing Tatum and Jamie Bell. <gasps> and uh, I think he is like... A, I think Channing Tatum's like a Roman. And Jamie Bell is like his slave. <laughs> okay. And then they're like out on like an exploration. And they like come into like contact with like Jamie Bell's people. And Jamie Bell has to be like, oh, this is my slave. <laughs> oh, classic. Like that yeah. one scene in like, um, like Trading Kingdom places. of Heaven. Oh, okay. <laughs> I wish it was like Trading Places. Um, and at number five, holding over from the last week, you've got uh, the Leeton Meester thriller. This is the only one of these I saw in the cinema. The Roommate. The Roommate. Yeah, what if your roommate was crazy? Oh. <laughs> that sounds good. It's got Billy Zane in it. I love Billy Zane. Is he the roommate? No, he's not. Oh. Uh, actually, someone from The Roommate is in this movie. Billy Zane. Minka Kelly Minka. pops up in both. Minka Kelly. Minka Kelly. Who are you, Minka Kelly? Minka Kelly is the girl at the beginning of this who is like, can I not just sit down and not get hit on? And uh, and Sandler with his big nose is like, oh, just your purse was on the floor. She's, oh, the, uh, yeah, she, she's yeah. the one who inspires his... Um, his, his ways yeah and leeton meester pops up in a future happy madison movie so he must have been a huge fan of the roommate it's the only thing that makes sense <laughs> this has got a rotten tomato score of 19 <laughs> percent. okay <laughs> which i think is a little low yeah it's not great a film but like grown-ups oh. was like around like 11 yeah i think this is better than eight percent more than grown-ups yeah. yeah uh, I mean, yeah. And other comedies from 2011. Again, just a wild sort of group of films. Bridesmaids, which oh, I think is, yep, is yep, a spectacular yep, yep. movie. Enduring legacy. Bad Teacher. Yeah. That was Cameron Diaz. She was a bad teacher. She's got a boyfriend in the shower. Um, She's making six bucks an hour. Yeah. Paul. Do you remember Paul? I do remember Paul, yeah. Yeah. Blah, not, not blah. <laughs> it's the prequel. Ah, oh, when he came down from heaven. <laughs> how he how he got to be blah. <laughs> how Paul got his blah back. Oh fuck! I would see that. I see the shit out of that. Uh, <laughs> Tower heist. Yeah. Hall pass. What if we could bang? <laughs> Your highness. I remember really liking that when I first watched it, and now I hear it's terrible. I've never gone back. Well, we'll do it. We'll do Truly Happily Highness. No. Uh, truly Happily David Gordon Green. <laughs> yeah, sounds Ooh. good. And Crazy Stupid Love was out as well in Oh, Jesus. Big. <laughs> Weird year. <laughs> Big. Wait, wasn't that... Big wasn't oh, out that year. No. What was the what was the truly what was the Happy Madison film that was basically crazy stupid love? What's the Happy Madison? You did you did do this, didn't you? <laughs> I did. I can't remember which one. Sad. Is it like rain over me? <laughs> no, that's Fight Club. <laughs> no, they're all Fight Club. No, only two of them are Fight Club. One uh, of them is Crazy Stupid Love, but I can't remember which. Hold on. Hold on. Um, 
genuinely don't no remember. <laughs> genuinely don't remember which one it was. But it's definitely what listeners, if you can it's a remember. Recent one. Was uh, it? Was it? <laughs> was it click? <laughs> oh, it might have been click. I don't know why it would be. I don't click. think it would. No. I don't remember. I don't remember. Listeners, this is fun. I'm going to cut this. Because I don't remember. Is it funny people? No. No. It wasn't funny people. All right. Fine. I think it was the shortcut. (laughs) The shortcut is pretty crazy and stupid. And love. We loved it. Yeah. Uh, That's that's all your stats. Josh, had had you seen this movie before? Uh, no, I had not. I had not, um, oddly enough. Well, I, I say that after you just read out a string of Jennifer Aniston films that I have not seen, which is basically everything from when she ends Friends until Horrible Bosses. I think that was the first one I saw. How about you? Had you seen this before? Yeah, I saw this. I, I like It was on Sky, and I watched it. How many times oh, did you see it at the cinema? <laughs> As I told you. I, uh, the only film I saw in the cinema from that top five was The Roommate. <laughs> <laughs> wow. That... Christ, okay. This is um, a uh, little fun fact. This is the first uh, Adam Sandler movie to come out after I'd started uni. Really? So yeah, I mean, this is a different era for me. Yeah, now you've got all the free time in the world and you still choose not to go and see this film with it. I waited to wait to DVD. Well, not even DVD, until Sky. it was on TV. A year and a half after. Perfect. Yeah. Um, I I remembered very little about it. The only thing I remembered about it was the little girl's British accent. Mm. Bailey Madison. Bailey what? Madison, who's got a, a Netflix movie at the moment. Which one? A Week Away. Oh, she's in that. Okay. Christian musical teen yes, drama yes, film. Yes, 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 that one. <laughs> she does like a lot of sort of Hallmark movies now, which is how I know, because I used to do edit a lot of Hallmark <laughs> stuff. So you're very okay with Bailey Madison. Strange, some, her name. Again, her, 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 strange, her name. Strange, her name. Strange, her very, name. Strange, her name it is. <laughs> very convenient that Bailey ends up in a happy Madison film, isn't it? Mm. I think she's related <laughs> to Billy Madison. To Billy Madison, she should reboot Billy Madison. Bailey, Bailey Madison. Madison. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck! What if she's named after it? <laughs> she might be. A, she is born after it, so I guess he, Billy is a girl's name too. That's like true. Billy Piper or Billy Holiday. All names are unisex. I don't know what the fuck I'm saying. Billy Lord. Um, I'm just yeah. looking at Bailey Madison's career and she was in a movie a, the year after this called Cowgirls and Angels mm. uh, with James Cromwell which reminds me of a oh. moment in this movie what where Babe where, is a pig in the city no when when they see the black pig and <gasps> Jennifer Aniston is like it looks like Babe and yeah. like, Babe wasn't black yeah, I know it's just a pig <laughs> but you know what that means Jack She's pig racist. No, well, <laughs> no. You know what that means. Uh, it's a crazy animal There's attack. an angry animal attack in this film! It's been a while. It really has. I think Blart you was said the last you, one. You, no, you, you claimed the dog licking peanut butter off people and funny people was, was one, but I, that was I think that's That was reaching. a joke. That was facetious, Jack. Mm, I don't know. I think you were just like... 
clinging on to the idea. <laughs> like most things, cling on to this, <laughs> cling on to sanity. It's all clinging. Very clear. Yeah, it was a crazy animal attack. It's angry. Babe. It's angry animal attack. Crazy Jack. animal attack. Angry. It's a. It's it's alliteration of A's. Uh. That was good. Yeah. So this film, you know, we start we start the film in 1988, and uh, I assume your first big laugh of the movie <laughs> is when? just seeing Soundla with a big prosthetic nose on. No. I, no. just, I can see you going like, <laughs> <so funny. laughs> what incredible humor! Especially after seeing the girl playing his sister with a big nose as yes. well. No, it's terrible. No, I did. My, I did have a note. It was what the fuck is the nose all about? Pointless. Is, is this the biggest role we've seen for Jackie Sandler so far? It's huge. His, She's just right out of the wife, gate. His mean bride to be. Yeah, who cheats on him with his pal? I assume. I guess so. Somebody. Yeah, she, she's like, yeah. Also, I don't know if you noticed this. This movie starts, and the score sort of kicks in like halfway through, like 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 it's already like the music had already started. Yeah, it just sort of like kicks in, like. Yeah, no, I know it's crazy. Like, yeah, like it's like we've just given up on filmmaking. Yeah, first note in the film, even the intro scene doesn't give a shit. Like, it's just. <laughs> I think what yeah, so it's the music thing, which is just oh no, that's Zelda. But you know, it's that kind of like up tempo bullshit. Yeah, but then, but, yeah, but it's also the fact that like, it's like a song needs an intro. It does, but it just starts. And also, the title is just like just go over. No, but it's just like I mean, the titles that come up are just like Helvetica, just like Adam Sandler, Jennifer Aniston, just go with it. Over within like three seconds, and the music's come in. It's just straight in. We meet. Adam Sandler's horrible wife to be to be and then plot really uh, yeah well yes, and also I mean like the nose looks ridiculous it does it does it like, like, like it's 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 so huge it's not like it, it that you can't really laugh of it because it's it's just it's it's this was like I don't know if it's supposed to be laughed at because it's not really referenced what is it for <laughs> The idea that he stops being a cardiac doctor and becomes a plastic surgeon, except, like, does it imply that he did plastic surgery on himself? I guess so. <laughs> Maybe that's how he practiced. I did have one big laugh in this scene. Was it, um, was it when he's at the bar and your boy Peter Dante shows up? Yes, it was! <laughs> it's been a while. It's been a while. It really has! Yeah, he's walking through the bar... Oh, no, he's not walking through the bar. The woman... Minka, Minka Kelly. Minka Kelly is walking through, and he says, oh, You must be a trumpet, because you're making me all horny and stuff. <laughs> but he has, like, a weird... So, like, he's playing Mexican in this, it feels. Is he? Because later on, like, when um when she leaves with him, he's like... Because at first I was like, is that Peter Dante? Because he's sort of like speaks with like a Danny Trejo accent in this one. Oh, I didn't notice that. I just well, thought he was when, doing she, when she's leaving voice. of him, he goes, "Oh no, Snuffleupagus!" <laughs> like, yeah. oh, oh, I didn't notice that at all. Strange, <laughs> you got, but yeah, you, you got your two boys there, Peter Dante and, and Jonathan Lofgren. <laughs> no, I really wish I didn't know them by Nicky. name now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, let, look, let's just be happy that. Fucking um, Covert is limited to a non-speaking role in this movie. Awful. Awful, <laughs> awful. I got so upset that the film ends on an Alan Covert cameo. cameo. Terrible. 
So yeah, so so this film is it's the wedding ring sort of thing. One thing I noticed in this movie, yeah, that wedding ring when Brooklyn Decker gets it out of his pants, yes, fucking huge. <laughs> that ring would like that's a fucking shower curtain ring. He's got a big thick finger. He's got these are thick hot fingers. He's a thick, yeah, thick digits, <laughs> lad. Um, I, I kept trying to catch like views of Sadler's hands in this movie because like, how big are his hands supposed to be? That ring is, that ring is so big. Yeah, but is she holding it in her hand? Well, she's holding it like like uh, like you'd like hold. What would you hold like this? A walnut. <laughs> like she's holding it like you'd hold a walnut. <laughs> <laughs> like a. She's she oh she's holding it like in nineties films when when they're implying you've got a small yes dick. when they're implying you've got a small dick or a big wedding ring yeah <laughs> it looks like a cock ring it does look like a cock ring it's so I think big. she's just got a small hand Jack no I think no it is a ridiculous I think it's so the thing fucking reads on screen oh it could be that it could be that as well yeah rings are small yeah that cannot be. <laughs> <laughs> like, not be exaggerated. Rings can be small. Cameras can't see small things. Like yeah, dust. they made a whole movie about it, and you can never see that fucking you can ring. Never see it. No, it's just loads of hobbits running around. And they I... had to. They had to be small so the ring could be big. That's true. I really <laughs> like that shot that, or that behind the scenes thing where it turned out like for one shot the ring is like three feet wide, <laughs> so that they can, so they registers. That's that's the ring they used in this movie. Oh, it could be. And oh, maybe she's huge. <laughs> hey, Jack, are you sure the ring wasn't just close? <laughs> it was very far away. <laughs> um, uh. um, so yeah, he's doing the wedding ring thing, and his uh, his assistant in this one is Jennifer Aniston, who is yeah. in full full on uh, glasses and ponytail mode. Yeah, you know, she's a geek. She's hideous. She's a <laughs> Disgusting. <laughs> she's. She's disc. How could anybody ever talk to her? Absolutely awful. She deserves to be with the guy with the flappy beard, whoever he is. Is Alan Coburn? Yeah, but we don't know that for the first hour and no, fifty-four minutes. You shouldn't curse people to be with Alan Coburn. No, absolutely not. Um, was it just me, or did the scenes where it was just like Aniston and Sana talking to each other just feel like fucking sitcom shit? I mean, you know what? I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say this now. I think out of any of the Happy Madison rom coms, a Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler have the best chemistry. And, yes and no. And B, this is the best one <laughs> that I've seen so far. This is the one that I enjoyed the most, and the one that I bought into the most. I will say. I think she has good chemistry with him. Oh. I don't think he has good chemistry. I think he... I don't know. He seems to be doing something in this film where he just sort of rambles and rambles and rambles. That's true. And it just... It, every time he does it, and she's just sort of like playing back to him. She plays back to him very well. Yeah. But I feel like he's just on something in this film. Like, he's just sort of like rambling, making jokes about the guy with the. He, that, he goes to the joke about the guy with the soul patch so many fucking times. Yeah. Like, nah. It's the biggest running joke in the movie. Um, That's a I very think, perceptive I, point now that I think about it. I think, 
yeah, I was watching her and being like, she's doing a really good job in this. I kind of buy, but I think it goes back to what you were saying before is like, I just buy that she's a character, like a I think vaguely fleshed out character. Yeah, she's incredible. Like, my favorite scene in this movie is when she sits down to dinner with um, Sandler and Palmer, and uh, she is just playing a bitch character. Yeah, and I was like, man, I want to see Aniston do this all the time. She's having so much fun when she like greets him. She's like, "Hello, boring," (laughs) just like all this kind of stuff. Like, she just knows how to sell it. She even like, Rachel's funny. Rachel's funny. She's a funny character. But man, I just want to see like Aniston be able to play like silly characters. And I, I, I think that I mentioned the Thirty Rock episode earlier. She's so funny in that. Mm. And then I think of like something like Bruce Almighty, where she's just playing the girlfriend. Yeah, she's just like, a stick in the mud in that whole film. I just want to see. I want to see her have her own comedy movie where she's just the lead. No male co-star. <laughs> like one where she can just play like a character. Yeah, I'd be into that. I think yeah. I think putting her in this next to Nicole Kidman, mm. who I don't think is so great with the broad comedy stuff in this. No. Uh, despite the fact that the reviews call out Nicole Kidman more than they call out Jennifer Aniston. Did they? Yeah. They were saying, like, this film is a bummer apart from Nicole Kidman's cameo. I was like, the only real good thing about Nicole Kidman's cameo is that she pops up. Like, like you're just like, oh, oh it's wow. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> Married to Dave Matthews. Yeah, crazy. <laughs> Fucking you know, Dave Adam Matthews Sala, back again. Maybe. Dave Matthews has joined the troop, you know? Yeah, he's big in the game. Like, why? <laughs> Pointless. Someone else who has joined the troop, um, who I really wish hadn't for this one, mm. Nick Swardson. Oh, God, why? Why is he here? It's so upsetting when you realise that he is going to be along for the whole movie. I know, because like you see him in the little intro bit, and you're like, okay, fine, he's playing like the cousin. Who'll pop in a bit, maybe give him like a word of wisdom or something, or like just be a reprobate, and then disappear. But no, he's along. Yeah, like you say, for the whole fucking thing, doing a fake German accent. <laughs> Awful. It's a lot. It's a lot of Nick Swanson. It's a lot, movie. and him being extremely sexually bad the whole way through <sighs> terrible 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 is there any is there anyone in in the Sandler troupe who you would have put in that role instead of Swartzen who could improve it you know there is buddy I know it's Peter Dante <laughs> you know there is <laughs> can you imagine <laughs> or put Bashemi in <laughs> put Bashemi in that role Bushevi would be a really interesting way to go. But come on, you know who I mean. I mean out of the uh, out yeah. of the grown ups bunch. Oh, <laughs> out of them. What if it was Spade? Um, I mean, no. I don't think James could do it. No, no, I I would never put James in that role. He's, he's not the right one. He he's got too much of the awkward bumbling. You put fucking Chris Rock in there though. No. You're having a good time. Yeah, but like, because the thing is, by the end of the film, you'd be asking, like, why isn't everyone just falling for Chris Rock? <sighs> um, 
instead like like you could put Schneider in there, but instead of German, he'd be playing some sort of <laughs> oh no racial stereotype yeah, character true. the whole time. Chris Rock's Chris Rock's too cool. But yeah, who would you put in? I mean, I think like out of all of those, out of all those ones, you go for Spade. Like, yeah, actually, Spade does make the most sense if if he plays him like a fucking asshole. Yeah, which he could. And I think I think it would be slightly less annoying. Than do you Nick do you think this is right? I've, I'm onto it because I I was like, where the fuck did Nick Swardson come from? Why is he? What does he have on them now? And I think you know we keep talking about the rift, right? <laughs> We've mentioned it twice. Yes, the David Spade um, Schneider rift. Schneider rift. Do you Nick think Nick is in that movie as well? Yeah, yeah, no, I know. But do you think that after grown ups, Sandler was basically like, "Look, I'm going to call call both of you off. I'm going to put this other guy in." As like a mediator, like so, neither of them get upset because it they're not. It is weird in that Swartzen's not in Grown Ups. It is weird. I mean, he's in spoilers. He's in Grown Ups too. Okay, Phew. but <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah. So I feel like he's he's a sort of control group now. You know, yeah, he's a mediator. <laughs> I mean, maybe we've no evidence on this. I mean, this is my own personal headcanon. I think, or he's in there. <gasps> he's in there to make them both jealous. You know? So they start upping the game and get along. <laughs> like, we can't let Swanson take all our parts. Yeah! So they have to team up and come back stronger than ever. Uh, you know what? There are scenes in this movie where it's just like Jennifer Aniston talking to Swartzen or Brooklyn Decker talking to Swartzen. I was just like, this feels weird in itself. Yeah. <laughs> like, any scene with Swartzen and not Sandler, it just doesn't feel like it. Why? Like, he feels like an alien presence. Yeah, I know. He's deeply like, if it was If it was Spade, I'd be able to sort of buy it. Yeah. I mean, we're going we're gonna to see if Swartzen can handle a movie by himself soon. What's that? Bucky Larson. Oh fuck, Bucky Larson? <laughs> Bucky Larson? Bucky Larson? Bucky Larson? Uh, <gasps> Bucky Larson. Lars's son. He's not called Larson. <laughs> oh. He's called Dolph Lundgren. Dolph Lundgren, that's it. That's the joke. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't... Uh, yeah, anyway. Um, yeah, I uh, mean... Did you have any laughs in this film? Yes, actually, I did. Did you? How many? <laughs> I think I, I think I've got two noted down. Two. Yeah. That's um, good. One of them is Brooklyn Decker saying to um, to Bart, uh, "Your dad tells me you like to go to the bathroom." <laughs> <laughs> And what did you laugh at his response? Like I go when I need to, or something? Yeah, well, he laughed at that, but I just like the idea of like him him trying to think of like what his son would like, and he's like, oh, you know, he likes to go to the bathroom. <laughs> that's pretty good. I was like, yeah, that's a funny joke. Yeah. Um, and uh, I also laughed at um the son's delivery of she takes spinning classes like that M and M's. Mm. I don't know, just made me laugh. That kid, uh, that kid's got good delivery in this film. He does. Dead eyes. But I think that's kind of the point. Well, he's got dead eyes. Yeah, he's like a sad kid. I guess. Dead eyes doesn't mean sad. If he had sad eyes, I'd buy he was a sad kid. But he has dead eyes. I think eyes. he's got sad eyes. No. 
He's got blank eyes. All right, all like right, Connor Ratliff. Huh? All right, Connor Ratliff. Who's Connor Ratliff? Host of the Dead Eyes podcast. Oh, that's, that's a deep cut for the podcast. It's a pretty popular man. podcast. <laughs> What's the Dead Eyes podcast? Is it about people with dead eyes? Uh, it's about how Connor Ratcliffe was offered a role in Band of Brothers. <laughs> right, okay. He was offered a role in Band of Brothers, and uh, on the day he turned up to shoot it, they were like, oh, Tom Hanks wants to see you. And uh, they were like, oh, Tom Hanks is going to let you go. Uh, he says, you've got dead eyes. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and uh, the whole show is sort of like Connor's like, looking at like how that moment impacted him in his life. And he looks at like what that means, and it's taken. It's taken. It's su- if if you listen to two podcasts this year, listen to this one <laughs> and Dead Eyes and Dead Eyes because it's fucking great. Um, there are two seasons of it out now. Can't recommend it highly enough. I mean, I'm not gonna lie, but from the pictures, he's got dead eyes. He's got dead eyes. <laughs> it's not his fault. Listen to the pod. I think you'll really like it. I'll listen to it. Um, um, yeah, kid, yeah, Dead Eye Kid, another one. Did, did you have laughs in this? I did. I had uh, the horny trumpet line. I What's thought it was the good. horny trumpet line? The, one, the Peter Dante, you must be a trumpet oh, because one. you're making me all horny and stuff. <laughs> and stuff. But I wasn't laughing. Uh, yeah, it's it's <laughs> it's the and stuff, and it's just the fact that it's Peter Dante, and I was like, yay! That was it. Uh, I had half a laugh, which is when Sandler meets Palmer at the party and he's like oh I didn't realise we had models or like you must be an actress and she's like oh silly I'm a 6th grade teacher (laughs) why is she at the party who's who's just moved to California yeah I've just moved to California I'm yeah I have the looks of a film star but you silly you I am a 6th grade teacher um, speaking of that party, did you like uh, did you like the makeup on Ken- Kevin Nealon? I loved it. It was really good to see <laughs> the really people who did behind the candelabra have got work again. <laughs> or maybe oh, this man. was their well, this was before, wasn't it? So maybe this, this was, was their. Yeah, um, this is what got them the job. Yeah, <laughs> this was their audition. Come yeah. on, a terrifying film behind the candelabra. <laughs> <laughs> I know, awful. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that was really quite harrowing. Extremely harrowing. His face. It took did, you, me... did you notice who his wife was? No. It was Heidi Montag from The Hills. Oh, that's who it was. <laughs> I thought, I yeah, because I, I kind of saw a glit, like, I was focusing on him, obviously, and then I caught a second, and I was like, is that the one from The House Bunny? But no, yeah, it's, it's Heidi, Heidi Montag. Montag. Different. Um, yeah, interesting. What? Who was he again? Is he meant to be a, a film producer or something? He's just somebody, isn't he? He's just somebody. <laughs> He's just somebody who gets a lot of plastic surgery. His name is Adon. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. Did you not catch that? Um, I didn't make a note of it, and therefore I didn't remember it. Um, yeah, so I laughed at that, about the absurdity of, like, of course she's a sixth grade fucking teacher who's at a giant celebrity party and looks like a model. Incredible. Um, the bit I laughed... 0.5 laugh at the bit where Sandler is trying to talk the kids into helping him and um, Maggie says can I do an accent let's hear it hello and he says no immediately yeah, I thought that was quite funny <laughs> I, I forgot I have a 0.5 laugh around this point as well do you when when, uh, when Sandler goes to the school 
And that little kid just yells at him, Adulterer! <laughs> fornicator! That was pretty good. The first but then, two... then the kid yelled at him, like, I'm gonna kill you, and I didn't like that so much. <laughs> I like that bit. I'm gonna kill you. You um, can say it's the first of two Omen references. Yeah, the first of two film. Omen references in this film! Why? <laughs> Very weird! I saw to watch the Omen the weekend they filmed <laughs> Yeah. Um, a strong laugh. Is the bit where they're going to what was it? It's not Mickey Flanagan's because he's a comedian. What's it's like? Imagine if it was. It's like J D McFunnigans. J D McFunnigans. There we go. <laughs> I'm going to call it Mickey Flanagan's from now on. They go to Mickey Flanagan's and they're walking towards it in slow motion. And then we used to work for a man who looked like Mickey Flanagan. We did. Um, but anyway, they're wa- they're slow mo walking towards M- Mickey Flanagan's and then I, out. Of- I did not like this. Did you? Not? <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> Made me sad. I laughed a lot at it, which is that a kid just runs on screen from stage right, screen right, I don't know, in slow-mo, holding a drink, his heavily pregnant mum following him, exasperated, he turns around, throws the drink at her, and then runs uh, her off. pregnant belly. <laughs> pregnant belly, and then runs off. Made, Why? It made me so sad. Did it? Oh, it made me yeah. laugh a lot. Um, did you also get sad? Think, I now think that everything you get sad at, I laugh at a lot. Did you get <laughs> sad at the bit where the kid is running around J- uh, Mickey Flanagan's, falls over like and headbutts Adam Sandler in the dick? I liked I liked a lot of the stuff at Mickey Flanagan's um, because because there's the bit where the the guy is like he put his pee pee on my head or the kid says he put his pee pee on my head and then Sandler just yells he put his head on my pee pee <laughs> I, I I thought that was funny yeah. that was and I also good. just I like the image of Sandler crawling through that that kid's play area mm. while trying to chat with. Um, Kiki D. Doing the classic West Wing walk and talk. Oh no, it's more walk and crawl. Walk and, <laughs> like, crawl, crawl, and crawl, crawl and talk. And talk. Walk and crawl. I, 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 enjoy, I just enjoyed the way she's sort of like effortlessly going through it because she's a kid and he's like crawling through yeah. <laughs> Like, like, yeah. Because I just, I find I, the idea of those places fucking disgusts me. Mm. Just like a fucking cesspit of like kids snot and piss. Um, no. Not into that. No, it's extremely bad. Yeah. Oh, I have one more, which is a sort of ethereal point that I can't really remember what happened. Great. Um, huh? But there's a bit. There's a bit where Adam Sandler is taking the piss out of Kiki D's British accent, and I just thought that her reaction shot or like was just really funny. Okay. I think she had a good face on like a good reaction face, and that gave Bailey me a laugh. Madison. Yeah. And that was it. Those were all the laughs. I mean, I had my last laugh an hour in, which meant that there was an hour where I wasn't having a good time. I will say, like, this is a long film. It's too fucking long. It's this is it's about fifty minutes by the point they get to Hawaii. Yeah, there's so much going on to set up this movie. Yeah, well, they've got to just like keep stacking the glasses, haven't they? Just keep this is why, like, why do they bring Nick Swartzen? <laughs> well, I don't get that. Like, what? Yeah, why is he there? Does he just find out about it? His reason is that he sent a picture of his dick 
to oh, yes, his yes. ex-girlfriend and her new boyfriend is a UFC fighter. I, re- I forgot about that because I really thought it was going to come back. No, it never comes back. No, it's pointless. Except like the, the end for Nick Swanson's character is that he's at, spoiler alert, Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler's wedding. <gasps> and he's just taking pictures of lots of girls. Yeah, but then also... I feel like he does a weird dance with them and then does something really horrible. It looks like he's trying to dry up one of them. Yeah, and then, like, while grabbing her hair. Yeah, it's... It's extremely bad. It's weird. Like, I feel like at one point they're kind of setting it up that him and Brooklyn Decker will get together. I really thought that was going to happen. When uh, you find out, like, when he saves the sheep in front of her. Yes, 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 yes. He demonstrates value. He's doing the Dennis system. Yes. He is for it's always sunny fans. Yes, um, but he only gets as far as demonstrating value by saving a sheep. There is so much you could cut so much out of this movie, and you wouldn't lose anything. You would not <laughs> lose anything if you cut all of Nicole Kidman. Um, I uh, I get her. I guess it just adds that extra level of that class. whole hula scene is so fucking dry. Yes. I mean, yeah, it's shit. <laughs> and it goes on for like 10 minutes. But you know, it it exists for a very important reason, Jack. And that is... What is that? That reason is that Adam Sandler can see her with her top off. More than he's <sighs> well, already no, seen her before. No, I know, I know he's done the swimming scene. But now... It's to... where it's like they're like shocked that Jennifer Aniston is attractive. I know, that is crazy. <laughs> Classic. But no, that scene is like oh, I see, this is a bit of an enticement. Or like, oh, I'm vaguely attracted. But the the hula scene is there to be like, oh, other people find her attractive, and therefore he finds okay her... Because yeah, well, no, you okay. have Nick Swardson finding out. Yeah, but, all right, Nick Swardson comes up to you and says, I think that person is fit. Do you trust them? Do you care? In the end, I care about who I think is fit. No, but that's the thing. But yeah, you're but you're not, not thinking. Beauty is only you're skin not deep. thinking. Beauty is only skin deep, Josh. Beautiful boy. <laughs> you're 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 thinking about how a normal person like yourself would think. But I'm thinking about how an abnormal person like Adam Sandler and myself would think. Which is what the society. Examine, I can only examine this from from my own viewpoint. I can't. I can't stop delving into societal norms but we've got to jack that is what this podcast is for we are trying to work uh, out who adam sandler is. is we're trying to work out who adam sandler is and adam sandler is a product and a producer of social norms that is who he is Maybe. he is the ultimate middle man he's gray did, did you enjoy that this is another film where everybody thinks that adam sandler is the most attractive man lo- yeah the he's incredible he's the greatest boy <laughs> But he can only pick up women if he's wearing a wedding ring. <laughs> it's a superpower. Maybe I'll. Is 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 essentially like parts of this is just a remake of Fifty First Dates. Yeah, fuck, that's true. <laughs> the yeah. setting, the setup, yeah, like the idea that he's just like sleeping with all these people. I mean, like, well, if you think it, it well. The opening is like of him picking up women is just like the opening of Fifty First Dates, where he's like going through all the women that he's been with on the island. Yeah, but I'm I know that there's only like four stories you can tell. Like a promiscuous, a promiscuous man is not a unique story. No, but it just because it's Sandler and because it plays very similarly, and like like he's a guy who everybody's like, oh, he'll never settle down. 
and yeah. then he meets the one girl who he will settle down with. Yeah. Like, it just feels like... It, it's it's there. Well, I guess, it, like, yeah, rom-coms, you've either got he's a loser, or he's a... If you're telling it from the man's perspective, it's like, he's a loser, He he's a loser, he's heartbroken, he's dead inside... <laughs> Which I guess is a subset of heartbroken, or he's from, or he's, or he's Hitch. Which I suppose, actually, I suppose it's only two. It's he's heartbroken, or he's dead inside, because Hitch is also dead inside. You know, no, he's, he's also... not. Heartbroken. He's a loser, or he's dead inside. Those are the two male rom com leads. <laughs> is Hitch a loser or dead inside? He's dead inside. Okay, because he was a loser. He has a girlfriend that he loves who cheats on him, and then he becomes dead inside. I'm trying to think of uh, what is what is uh, what is Harry and Harry met Sally. He's dead inside. But is he always dead inside? No, but because the... I think he is dead inside when you meet him, but then the second time you meet him, he's not so dead inside. No, he's still dead inside because then you have the bit where they're like talking on the phone about how love will never exist and blah 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 you know maybe he's dead inside maybe. until he sees it's the only two leads loser or dead inside yeah maybe there's no <laughs> others mark Wahlberg is a loser in ted the ultimate rom-com yes <laughs> <laughs> name me another palm springs dead inside funny people dead inside. funny people dead inside actually no seth rogan loser and Adam, Adam Sandler, Sandler dead, dead inside. inside. <laughs> and dying outside. Exactly. <laughs> um, okay. Maybe you are correct. But I don't care. It's it's <laughs> less about it's less about that and more in just like the way this film plays it. Mm. It feels like it hits the same beats in that opening. I can't remember what Adam Sandler's motivation is at the beginning of Fifty First Dates. Like I mean, he's I know just, I know he, he's promiscuous, but is, why? Because he's going to set out on that, oh, that on the boat voyage trip. that he can't settle down with someone because he's going to be going away. But he still needs to fuck. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why that uh, uh, Lucy is the perfect girl for him because she's constantly forgetting the day. That wasn't explicitly the point, the point was it? That's what Rob Schneider says to him at one point. Oh... I don't remember that at all. I thought it's, he actually fell in love with it. I don't remember. He does. What... He does. It's not a very well put together movie if you think about it. No, it's shit. It's my. It's. I think it's my least favorite rom com out of the, the Happy Madisons. It's my favorite. No, this is so good in comparison. Unless we call, not unless we not call funny people a rom com. No, I don't. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> you could make uh, the argument. You could. Let's not. Um. Oh. This is again. This is a film where just things sort of happen. Yeah, I have scenes that I like. Like I like, I like the scene that is very blatantly set at Pizza Hut. Yes, that was good. Where he's talking with the kids, he's got good chemistry with the kids. He yes. has. That's the best chemistry he has in this film. Yeah, that's true. Is the kid chemistry? He's very good at that. Like he, I like the scene in which. Uh, um, Bart comes in to the 
<laughs> I don't know. What's his real name? Michael. Uh, let me scroll down. What is his name? Michael. Yes. Michael. Maggie and Michael. Bart and Kiki D. <laughs> Kiki D is like when he's thinking up that fake name and he thinks Kiki D. It's <laughs> it's great. It's a good name. Um, but the scene where where Bart comes in and is like, "Can you take me to Hawaii?" <laughs> and like Sandler's just talking to him. And like Vard just keeps on explaining like why he thinks it's okay to ask Sandler to take him to Hawaii. Mm. That's a nice scene. Yeah. That's like just a nice like back and forth between them. And it was charming and entertaining. And uh I would watch I I, I know we've got That's My Boy coming up, but I kinda want like another big daddy where yeah, yeah, yeah. Sandler is less creepy this time and we're just like <laughs> riffing with a kid. Sandler riffing with a kid. His perfect time. Sandler should host the new series of Kids Say the Darndest Things. That would be very good. Um, oh, yeah. Did you like in that scene or around that time that they established that Maggie has an eating disorder and then drop it entirely? They they reference it like three times and that's about it. Yeah. They, well, one once and then he's like she ate a bit and then it's like cool and then he buys her some quesadillas and he buys her some quesadillas and she eats a tiny bite and then that's it oh love this yeah done yeah never comes up again it's because it's hard to be a parent josh (laughs) i guess that's true that's what the true message of this movie is i thought the true message from my notes is that nothing makes women wetter than dads teaching their kids how to swim uh, I I thought the learning to swim scene was actually quite cute. I think it's cute, but I, it's just the bit at the end where both the the female leads in the film come along and like take off their glasses and are just like, yeah, I want to fuck. Yeah, but you know who's not turned on by it? Nicole Kidman comes over. Yes, and she's like not wet for it at all. No, she's not wet for it. No. But then she didn't um, see Sandler doing the teaching, so of course she wouldn't have moistened. I think the thing with this as well is like. So the original Cactus Flower, the film, not the French play, um, was again. It's written by it's written by uh, IAL Diamond, who sort of famous for working with Billy Wilder, wrote The Apartment. Mm. Um, pretty pretty good screenwriter, mm. and you know he he was able to sort of balance the sort of like the farcical nature of having somebody getting trapped in a lie. Yes. This film doesn't play with that nearly enough. No. Like the only time it really does it is when Brooklyn Decker meets Nicole Kidman. And the way they try and do it is just by throwing her in the pool. <laughs> and then Nick Swanson drowns her. Drown her. <laughs> it really seemed like he was going to accidentally kill her at one point. Yeah, so, like, they cut to a shot of her underwater and she looks very much in distress. Yeah, it's extremely bad. <laughs> um... But you know, like this is like this is a film sort of ripe with sort of misunderstanding jokes, mm. and it doesn't use any of that opportunity. No, absolutely, because not. that's not Sandler's wheelhouse, I guess. No, his wheelhouse is. What if I had a big nose in the opening? Yeah. <laughs> what if I had a big nose? What if? What if it turns out that Nicole Kidman's husband is gay, and the way we demonstrate that is that he can pick up a coconut with his butt, and then later on we'll see him talking to some sailors. <laughs> And drinking a cocktail. 
what if me and Swanson just hang her out for a second and sing versions of Piano Man? Yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> I can't think of another joke. This is it, like this is it, the, the the there's no there's no real sort of like comedy set piece in this. Uh, uh, no, there really isn't. Like they keep throwing it. I thought this when they're doing the swimming bit where they all go off to like Palmer's. Like I want to swim through a waterfall, and then it's kind of like they don't know how to end the scene, so they just have a shot of Nick Swardson climbing up the waterfall and then falling off as a joke, and then it ends. That's the end of the scene, and they move on. Like what is happening? Like, like I mean, we've said pretty bad things about grown ups, but. At least that film like has sort of set pieces that like you like a comedic set piece of uh, Kevin James falling off that rope swing. Yeah, there's there's stuff in it. This doesn't really have anything. There's no there's no, and this is why it's actually a hard movie to talk about because there's nothing that really stands out about no. it. It just no. sort of happens, and like even like the ending, you don't. There's no real ending to it because he's just like I told her. Yeah, it's crazy that the wedding thing happens <laughs> off screen. Yeah, there's no. Then that needs. Yeah, to listeners, use. for context, Adam Sandler is going to get married to Palmer, but he realizes that he really loves Jennifer Aniston's Jennifer Catherine. Anderson. So they're going to elope in Hawaii, and then no, because no, the way you've said it now makes it sound like Jennifer Aniston and Adam Sandler are going to elope. Oh, Palmer, <laughs> Palmer, and Danny Adam Sandler are going to elope, but then. He just turns up at the bar where Jennifer Aniston is drinking her pain away and is just like, yeah, it's done. I didn't do it. I told her the truth. And like, yeah, the big, like, the big sort of final moment is just like Nicole Kidman and Jennifer Aniston having a conversation about the truth. Yeah. And you're just like, why? Yeah. And it, it, I think it leads all the way back to this movie was just a holiday in Hawaii. Yeah, big time. And they didn't really want to do anything too strenuous. Like fucking, if you look at like what like the set the settings of this movie are, like they go to that like beautiful lake. Yeah. They hang around in the pool. Yeah. They they go. Adam Sandler takes the kids golfing because I bet you we, I I know what he does on downtime in that <laughs> scene. Just fucking playing the yeah, links, yeah, bro. Big time. It's like. In fact, like in a way, this is quite a disgusting movie for that. In that sense, like it what, is just, being just... eighty million jolly. Yeah. Yeah. Same for like same for grown ups, but this is like I feel like even more like disastrous in the fact that it's not. I don't think it's a worse movie than grown ups because this one does have a semblance of a plot. Mm. But it does feel so lazy, even with its plot. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's probably like the reason why they have to like do like fifty minutes up top in LA is that they're like we can't just have like we can't release a movie that is just this these we can't release a holiday video. <laughs> yeah, okay. We can't release those VHS copies that Josh used to order every time he saw an advert on TV for the Disney trailer. For the Disney World Come to Our Resort video. I had one of those. Well, I ordered it literally every time I saw an advert, no matter how many copies I had. Just another one and another one. They were free, Jack. They were free. I wonder if people sell those on eBay now. God, I don't know if I have any left. But yeah, like you're right. It is a complete nothing. 
a complete nothing film. But you know what? I had a decent time in it. And I was not expecting that. Yeah, I had like a decent, like, it was like, I didn't hate myself watching it. I definitely, because I've noticed here that my last note is that this, this learning to swim scene is cute. I think I just tuned out for like the last. <laughs> was that your last note? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Because yeah, because like past that, like, because there's, there's the hula scene there. And yeah. Where I'm just, where I, I think there's like nothing interesting is happening. There. It's also like the dancing they do is so like. It's really shit. Yeah, none of them do anything fun in that scene. It, yeah. It's also the nasty fat shaming joke in that scene. Oh yeah, no, there is that. And um, old shaming, age, ageism. But well, I yeah. think they like properly hit it on the the because they like they go from like they've got Nicole Kidman, Jennifer Aniston, and an overweight lady. Yeah. And they're like doing clapping things, and like Nicole Kidman gets a huge applause, Jennifer Aniston gets a huge applause, and then it's crickets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For the other lady, and uh, and she walks off screaming, "This is rigged." Yeah. Um, and you know, like it's just yeah. Again, it does feel uh, like they just left the camera rolling for the for the impromptu dance bits that are just very shit. The coconut like smooch sequence. Is that like their big set piece of the movie? Is that the thing that like they'd hope people would walk away from, being like, "Oh, do you remember that when yeah, Dave Matthews so. picks up a coconut with his bum?" <laughs> I, guess, <laughs> I guess it is. Yeah, like the big comedy moments. And it's like, what else? Like you've got Rachel Dratch with an, a too high eyebrow, or the one with the two boobs. Of different I did sizes. like. I did like the two. I like the bra. bra. I like the, the bra. bra, is bra is very funny. <laughs> I like that she said she made it herself, and yeah. I was just like, "How." I was really, do you know what? I was really happy at that because I rem- when she took her top off and I saw the bra, I was like, that's quite funny. Like, I didn't laugh, but I was like, that's quite funny. And then the fact that they brought it back and he was like, where did you get this? Did you make it yourself? I was like, I like that because it's like they made a joke and then they followed it up rather than just having a normal Adam Sandler joke where it's just there and then it never comes back again. So that was exciting for me. Still didn't laugh. Did you like the weird joke that uh, Dave Matthews invented the iPod? No. Except he didn't. <laughs> yeah, like, why? What is that joke for? <laughs> then the joke is that he sues the Los Angeles Dodgers after getting hit by a ball. Again, like... Which is, I feel just like Sandler being like, eh, fuck you, Dodgers. Yeah, something... <laughs> Shit. Um, yeah. I know, yeah, and even the fact that like Andy Roddick shows up at the end just screams to me more that it's like a fucking holiday movie because Brooklyn Decker had Andy Roddick along. Yeah, her husband's just, like, there. Like, oh, you know, we'll put you in the movie as well. Yeah, and I think yeah, we talked about this a bit with um, with Phil and Kenny last week about the song that is played at the end of Grown Ups. Uh, oh, stand the man, stand the man, and how like it just feels really self-indulgent mm. and i think yeah this whole film feels self-indulgent it's just because apparently jennifer aniston and adam Sandler are old friends oh really uh they've been hanging out like since his like stand-up days and uh so it, it just the whole thing just feels like i'm watching somebody's holiday on screen yeah, but... but not even like in a fun way. He doesn't like at least with fucking grown ups. You've got a trip to the water park. And you're like, man, I'd like to go to a water park. Yeah, I'd like to go to Hawaii. But it's also fucking tame in this movie. Yeah, like That's nothing true. really happens. And yeah, There's like a pig. It, 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 Kiki a pig. D falls in some poo. She does. She does. Um... <laughs> doesn't, doesn't he call? Doesn't he accuse her of having blackface after that? Oh, I don't like, remember um, that. 
uh, I think this is it. Like why you say like you didn't mind watching it. Why I probably didn't mind watching it as well. It's just because it's just it's so fucking nothing. Yeah, true. And uh, in a way, I suppose that's good. It's less offensive than some of the things we've watched. Yeah, but it's not interesting. It's not. It's not. There's no. There's nothing you can really pull out of this movie. It's not saying. Like one of my fucking favorite jokes in it is fucking a kid comparing a spin class to M and M's. That's the highlight of the humor. It's really gone wrong for us, hasn't it? It's really gone wrong. I think what I enjoyed, and you know what, this again shows off my smooth braininess, is I really enjoyed the first hour of all the lies ramping up on each other and compounding. And then, yeah. and then completely forgot that they had implications. You know, because it's, it's fucking because the first half is like a sitcom. Yeah, it's, it's a situation comedy, and that and 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 it's also where like Jennifer Aniston gets to shine because she's yeah, yeah, a veteran true. of that world. Um, That's true. She does kind of disappear and just become sort of like. She doesn't get to play the sort of weird and wild character after no. that. You get these like That's scene true. of her like having like dinner with him in in, in uh, Hawaii with Nicole Kidman being there, and it's just they're very just both quite tame in it. Yeah, they're just normal. She yeah, her character completely goes out the window after that one scene, and she reveals she has kids because I guess then she's like, well, I don't want to come across like a horrible mother. Yeah. I guess that's what it is, but yeah. Fuck I guess that. you kind of have a little bit of it at JD McFunnigan's or Mickey Flanagan's. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, this just—it's just a bit. It's very empty nothing for me. And even like Grown Ups, that was empty. At least I think there are things in that movie to discuss. Yeah. Well. And I think you know. I think our next song in the movie is uh, Jack and Jill. Oh so shit! Yeah. There's stuff to discuss there, but this one, yeah, it's just, it's not awful. It's like, I think it works mostly because Jennifer Aniston is so game for it. Um, but there's just, yeah, there's not enough here to really salvage a movie. Mm. All right, see, so technically, our next movie, it's on the movie is Zookeeper because he does play the voice of Donald. Yes, 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 true. <laughs> uh, the next time yeah. we see him on screen, the next time we see him on screen, we get to see him twice. Yes, perfect. Uh, should we do awards then? Shall we do awards? Um, <laughs> I'm still so find it so funny that that fucking last week that line of the year <laughs> award went to grown Oh yeah, but I want to get chocolate <laughs> over two lines from the social network. Insane. Of course, this wins the ASCAP uh, Film and Television Music Award. Yeah, ASCAP or ASCAP, but I like ASCAP. ASCAP, ASCAP Bandit. Um, this win. This is nominated for two MTV Movie Awards. Cool. Uh, let me just get them up. So uh, this is nominated for Best Comedic Performance. For who? For our boy Adam Sandler. Oh yeah. Uh, he loses to Emma Stone in Easy A. Nice, uh, but he's he's nominated against Ashton Kutcher for No Strings Attached. Right. <laughs> okay. Russell Brand for Get Him to the Greek. Of course he can. You're my best friend. <laughs> yeah, it's two two former co-stars going head to head, and Zach Galifianakis for Due Date, the movie that nobody remembers. I saw that film at the cinema. So did I. I think. 
Can't remember why. So it's also nominated for Best Female Performance for Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, nice. It's <laughs> a, a good category. Um, the winner is Kristen Stewart for the Twilight Saga Eclipse. Of course. Emma Stone is nominated for Easy A. Didn't win this one. Emma Watson for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1. Mm-hmm. And, uh, of course, the Academy Award winner for that year, Natalie Portman in Black Swan. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Was this best comedic or just best? No, best female Oh, okay, cool, right. That comedic Emma Watson in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows well, Part 1. I was wondering. One. The bit where she obliviates her parents or whatever. It's very funny. It is extremely funny. And the bit where she's having sex with Harry in, like, the weird mist, also extremely funny. That is a good scene. <laughs> Truly happily Potter, no, God. Fuck off. Imagine? I do not want those fans. Okay, this is a good one. This was nominated at the National Movie Awards UK. <gasps> the, the NAFTAs? <laughs> no, it's just the, the NAMAS. The NAMAS. Um... Was this like the movie award they like made for ITV? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Maybe it sounds right. I mean, I have no idea, but I can imagine ITV making a movie awards, and if it was that, it would probably be called whatever you said it was called. The <laughs> National Movie. There are six. Awards. There are six awards at the National Movie Awards. Yes. Best animation, best comedy, best drama film. Screen icon and special recognition award. Okay, this uh, this is a tax write. And of course, oh, and and of course, and of course, the performance of the year award. Oh yes, uh, which this is nominated for. <gasps> for who? Well, hold on, because there are one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen nominations. Fuck off! Why? <laughs> And everything else, like the not none of the other categories. There's only actually one other category with other nominations, which is best animation. Everything else is just like single winners. Wow, this is such a weird award. What is it? So this is the performance of the year award. The winner is the King's Speech for Colin Firth. Also nominated is Jennifer Aniston for Just Go with It. James Franco for 127 Hours, Natalie Portman for Black Swan, Emma Watson for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, yeah. Daniel Radcliffe for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, mm. Rupert Grint for Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 1, Simon Pegg for Paul, Nick Frost for Paul, Georgie Henley for The Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, yeah. Ben Barnes for The Chronicles of Narnia, The Voyage of the Dawn Treader, Jeffrey Rush <laughs> for The King's Speech, Helena Bonham Carter for The King's Speech, Jesse Eisenberg for The Social Network, and Jeff Bridges for True Grit. This is awful. Okay, I've looked it up. <laughs> I've looked up what the Namaz were, what the Namaz were, uh, were. I don't know why I didn't think about this, but yeah, they're a counterpart to the National Television Awards. Okay. So they are an ITV thing. <laughs> this yeah, I assume this was 2011? This was 2011, yes. It was presented by Christine Bleakley. Of course it was. No, Christine Lampard. Um, and this was the final time they did it. How many times did they do it beforehand? Uh, was this the first? This was last? the fourth. Okay. They did it for four years. This year as well, Johnny Depp wins screen icon. Yeah. So, um. <laughs> uh... Yeah, just, just a weird, weird um, little uh, award ceremony that happened. Screen icon was a new category. 
They only had it. <laughs> they had to create a category had, to give Johnny Depp a award. They only had no. They, it, it existed in year three as well. Who do you think they gave it to that year? In twenty ten. Yeah. Johnny Depp. <laughs> oh, it's the Johnny Depp Award. No. Uh, is it? Is it someone English? No. Who's the biggest movie star in the world? Tom Cruise. Yeah, as they gave it to Tom Cruise. Wow. Pointless. <laughs> I wonder if he showed up. That year was presented by James Nesbitt. Oh, you, you, know, you think you think he was in bed at four a.m. <laughs> what? It's a reference to Anthony Hopkins winning Best Actor this year. Oh, I see. Um, this was nominated at the People's Choice Awards for favourite comedy movie actress Jennifer Aniston loses to Emma Stone also nominated is Cameron Diaz doesn't tell you for what (laughs) just in general Mila Kunis and Natalie Portman I can only assume Natalie Portman's from Black Swan for favourite comedy movie actress it's probably for fucking your highness oh Um, shit yeah also at um, uh, the People's Choice Awards I thought it was nominated for something else maybe it's not Maybe it's just uh, the one at the peak. Oh, no. Oh, no, yes, it is. Just one. Oh, no, no, she's also nominated for favourite movie actress. Mm. Um, which looks to be the same nominees. Brilliant. <laughs> oh, no, no, so no, no, it's not. It's Emma Stone wins again. Oh. Anne, Anne Hathaway is nominated. Jennifer Aniston is nominated. Julia Roberts and Reese Witherspoon. God, Emma Stone's getting it all for Easy A. It's a good movie. It's nominated at the Teen Choice Awards for, and it wins. Here we go. Here's oh, here's its uh, here's its only wins. Shit. Yes. 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 <laughs> so at the Teen Choice Awards, uh, Adam Sandler is only nominated for Choice Movie Actor or Romantic Comedy. Loses mm. to Ashton Kutcher oh. for No Strings Attached. Everyone really loved those fuck buddy movies, didn't they? They did. And also, Aniston is only nominated for uh, for Choice Movie Actress Romantic Comedy and loses to Emma Stone. Again, Aniston's just always losing to Emma Stone. But this this does win Choice Movie Breakout Female. <gasps> for who? For Palmer? For Brooklyn Decker. Brooklyn Decker! <laughs> she beats out... Uh, people, these people who've never gone on to do anything else, like Brooklyn Decker, definitely was the big breakout of this year. Because I mean, who the fuck has heard of Olivia Wilde from Tron Legacy, <laughs> Haley Steinfeld from True Grit? Oh my god! Zoe Kravitz from X Men First Class, <gasps> or Jennifer Lawrence from X Men First Class? Oh, fucking hell! Do you think <laughs> Brooklyn right, Decker? Do you think that they recognise that all the others were proper stars? And this was the only <laughs> chance that Brooklyn Decker had of getting anything. I don't know. I can't tell you what the teens make that their choices. That must be what the teens thought. <laughs> um, this also wins for choice movie chemistry. Yeah. Between Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston. Good choice. Gotta say, weird, weird lineup. That is the only romantic chemistry they've put in this game. Really? What else have they got? Uh, the kids from Super 8. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Ed Helms, Zach Galifianakis, and Bradley Cooper for The Hangover Part Two. Yep, 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 yep. The the young kids from X Men First Class, so Lucas Till, Jennifer Lawrence, Nicholas Holt, Zoe Kravitz, Kayla Caleb Landry Jones, and uh, Eddie Gaffeggi. Mm. And uh, my choice for for winners here: uh, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg for the other guys. Mm. Uh, I'd have gone for the Hangover Lads 
for the hangover part two yeah okay they've just got good rhythm from what i remember <laughs> this also loses choice romantic comedy to easy a and of course we get to the most disastrous awards of all <gasps> of course we have the young artist awards yes 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 <laughs> I will say, because we've had a lot of these films now with really shit kid actors, these two... They are the best two we've seen so far, I would say. Yeah. Not saying that they're incredible, but they are the best ones we've had so far. Griffin Gluck is nominated for Supporting Young Actor. Loses, of course, to everyone's favourite, Matthew J. Evans from Bad Teacher. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) I haven't seen it. (laughs) And Bailey Madison nominated for supporting young actress, and loses to uh, Lane McNeil for Diary of a Wimpy Kid Two: Roderick Rules, which I went to see at the cinema. Of course. <laughs> also, I haven't seen. I had to see. I had to see why Roderick ruled. <laughs> um, yeah, that's uh, those are your awards. But Josh, do you remember? I said I had something. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. What have we got? So I recently signed up to IMDb Pro. Ooh, what can you do with IMDb Pro, Jack? I can look at all the films that Happy Madison has in development, (gasps) and we can talk about whether we think they'll actually have them. (laughs) Okay. Because a lot of them, under status, it just says, development unknown. Ooh, that's exciting. How many films have they got in development? There's a few. Mm. Because there's Hustle, which is already... That's definitely happening. That's being made. But, Josh... What do you think a movie written by your boy Kevin James <gasps> and Nick Baker, writers of Paul Blart Moorcop... Oh my god! Called, ...called Valet Guys? Oh. Valet Guys. I like that. That's a good title. They're just going to be valets. Yeah, but I assume it will be in LA. Like in the valley? Like Valley Girls, Valet Guys. You know? Maybe. I think that's what I think he'll be like a he'll be a valet, but for like parties of rich and famous the like the kids of rich and famous. Is people. he is he gonna be like a valet like someone who parks cars, or is he gonna be valet like uh Alfred is to Batman? Uh I think he's I think the former. <laughs> I don't think he's gonna be a valet. Well that's a different there's a valet and there's a valet. They're two different things. Yeah, they're two different things, but there's they don't you don't pronounce it as valet. You do. No, you don't. You say valet. No, one is a valet and one is a valet. I don't think that's correct. That is true. I don't think that's right. Right, I'm going (laughs) valet, butler, pronunciation. Spelled the same way. Yeah, I know it's spelled the same way. How do you spell pronunciation? (laughs) V-A-L-E-T. Yes, 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 yes. It is generally accepted by people who care enough to differentiate the terms that the person nah, who parks your car nah, is a nobody, valet, nobody while enough. a person, while a personal male servant is a valet. In some clearly, circles, clearly, it is a faux pas to call a man servant a valet. Clearly, Josh, you grew up with your own valet. It was a valet, actually. So, so you hoping this one happens? Big time, obviously. Development is unknown. No. <laughs> Uh, this one feels really timely. Uh, Untitled My Best Friend's Wedding TV follow-up. Oh, okay. So it's a TV series based on My Best Friend's Wedding. I mean, in a world where that 
um the one about the guy coming back from afghanistan is real like i don't <laughs> what tv's just hell uh so yeah maybe that's been announced uh in pre-production we have the untitled animated adam sandler project i can only hope nine crazy, crazy nights, nights. too <laughs> whitey's revenge <laughs> yeah that'd be good i'm up for it um we we've got something called tonka tonka which I believe might be like an adaptation of the Tonka Truck Toys. <gasps> That'd be good. Written by your boy Fred Wolf, who wrote oh, Strange, Strange Wilderness. Wilderness. Uh, oh no, I can see that being awful. Yeah, <laughs> this next one's great though because this next one is just Astronaut. Oh yeah, you, I saw you tweeting about this one from our account. No, so so obviously, it's, um, uh, Sandler is doing his dramatic spaceman movie, and I've been tweeting that it's Astronaut. Oh, that's it. But this is a different movie <gasps> called Take Me to Your Leader. Ooh. And I don't know if you remember the plot of Astronaut, I don't but know. this is very similar. Is in it? That an, a NASA janitor is accidentally <laughs> launched into space and has a tough time trying to convince people he's not an alien when he returns to Earth. That's really good. What do you mean that he's not an alien? Yeah. But okay. But he looks like a human. He's just a janitor. <laughs> I didn't realize that this had uh, somebody said plot descriptions. Valet guys. The plot is two valet parking guys witness a murder and subsequently find themselves running for their lives. Perfect. Yeah, ten out of ten would watch. What have we got for the untitled Adam Sandler project? Anything? Plot kept under wraps. <gasps> it's definitely. Uh, it's definitely a Crazy Nights Two. Mm. Mighty's Revenge. Yes, 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 yes. I was right. Animated feature film based on the popular line of toy cars and trucks. Tom. No. Uh, next up, we've got Summer School. Summer School. It's a remake of the movie Summer School. Oh. <laughs> itself a remake of the novel Summer School. Itself inspired by the play Summer School. Which is inspired by the French play <laughs> Le School, School de, de Summer. <laughs> Yes. Uh, a high school gym teacher has big plans for the summer, but is forced to cancel them to teach a misfit English class of goof off students. Brilliant! It's bench warmers too. You know what? I was saying I want Sandler just to like hang out with some kids. Yeah, but not like that. At what cost? <laughs> what cost? It won't uh, be Sandler to... in that, will it? It will be Swardson. Got a um, got a TV series. No plot, but um, it's just called How to Be Black. Oh God. Okay. <sighs> this is one that has been like in development for years. Um I don't think it will ever happen, but it's called Hello Ghost. <laughs> <laughs> oh hello. Oh, of course you can, you're my best ghost. <laughs> What's the plot um, of Hello Ghost? Well, this is essentially Ghost Town. The Ricky Gervais movie. Uh, um, but it's uh, a man haunted by ghosts must make their final wish come true in order to get rid of them. Brilliant. So, yeah, it's probably not going to happen because Ghost Town happened. No. Uh, but that was supposed to be directed by Chris Columbus, who ended up directing Pixels, Pixels instead. Yeah. Mm. Gold Diggers. Now, this one is written by Anna Faris. Ooh, fuck. Okay. Is she going to um, start? There's no. Details on who will be starring. I hope so. Uh, a pair of estranged sisters reunite to find potential husbands. Yes, yes, yes. I'm into it. <laughs> uh, this next one, not a great title. Mm. 
It's written by Mike Reese, who was a big Simpsons writer. Mm. I'm just going to. It's called. This you're just going to vape through this. <laughs> yeah, I feel like well, because we've been going on a bit now. I need vape, and yeah, I can't okay, be bothered okay. to keep muting. We still aren't done MVP and LVP because I realised I forgot about them. Mm-hmm. Um, but we can put them in. You can edit it into the right place. Oh, we'll do. Fa- we'll do it afterwards. We'll get. We'll keep the people guessing what our MVP and LVPs are. So the the Mike Reese movie. It's called a uh, Fat Man. <laughs> Okay, what's the plot of Fat Man, Jack? Bedridden and in love with his nurse, a morbidly obese man begins to shed the many extra pounds in order to win the girl's heart. Oh, I hate it. <laughs> I really hate that. Who's going to? Can you not see? You know who's going to do it. No, because no, no, no. You can't. I don't. It won't be James. You don't think it'll be James? No, because you think it'd be a guy in a fat suit? Yes, a hundred percent. Because. Because the whole thing that, like, if he's shedding, listeners, this isn't me saying this, but if if their whole thing is like he's shedding the pounds to basically win her over, this is so you saying this. It'll be it'll be David Spade. David Spade in a fat suit, and then he comes out and he's skinny, and it's like, (laughs) yeah, he's He's the skinniest man alive. Yeah, exactly. David Spade. (laughs) Or you know, actually, you know what? It's Swordson again. It will just be Swardson. But the thing is, like, Swardson can't lead a movie after Bucky Larson because nobody went to see Bucky Larson. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. All right, it'll be Sandler. No, I don't, it won't be James. It won't be James. Next up, we've got um, uh, an adaptation of the board game Candyland. <laughs> right. Which is supposed to be directed by uh, Kevin Lima, who directed a Goofy movie. <gasps> oh, and, and Enchanted and Tarzan. The Weasel! Uh- Oh, <laughs> get him back! <laughs> Polly Shaw is Candyland. Holy shit! And then finally, another TV series. It's just called Bastards. <laughs> There's no plot description. It's just called Bastards. I'm into that, you know. I think that would yeah, be good. Yeah, I bet you are. I can tell you'd like Bastards. Bastards. That's very good. And that's so. That's the twelve titles that Happy Madison have in development. Wow, cool stuff. Josh, who's your MVP for? <laughs> Just go with My it. MVP? Yeah. Uh, they've come up before. In this episode? No, it's the casting director. Because <laughs> okay. I think they did a really good job of casting both the kids. I thought that was very good. Uh, I thought they did a great job of bringing Aniston and Sana together by just saying, or being told that they were going to be in the film. And I think so. I think Sandler has been looking for a while for a role for him and Aniston. Yeah, yeah that's what I mean. The casting director had nothing to do with that. Yeah. But what I think the casting director might have had something to do with is Nicole Kidman being in this film, and that that reveal really being something that propels you through a good twenty minutes of the film when it's starting to lag. Just being like, "Holy shit, Nicole Kidman's in this film." Do you think? Um... The casting director was also the travel agent. <laughs> yeah, it was a two-for-one special. Buy eight tickets to Hawaii. Also, like, we didn't go through, like, how rich is Adam Sandler in this film that he can just buy... He's always complaining about spending money in it. Yeah, I know, but he can he can He's afford like, anything. Oh, I can't believe I've got to spend this money now. Yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, so that's my MVP. Who's your MVP, Jacken? My MVP is, uh, is uh, Griffin Gluck. 
Ooh, Dead Eye Boy. The, uh, the, uh, yeah. yeah, you know what? Fuck you. I don't think he has Dead <laughs> I think he's playing a character. I think he is funny in this movie. I think he works off Sandler really well. Yeah. Like, you know, I know we've put a lot of praise upon Jennifer Aniston, but this, you know, after we've just said, like, we've seen lots of kids in these movies who are just fucking dull as dishwater. Mm. This kid came on, made me laugh. He's gone on to have a pretty good career. He yeah. was in uh, my favorite Netflix show, American Vandal. I only just, um, yeah, because I'm just looking at him now on IMDb, and I, I only just clocked that that's where I knew him from. He's yeah. so funny in that. That show is so good. It's so underrated. He's also in a Lock and Key, apparently, but I don't know if that show actually exists. It does exist, yes. <laughs> don't know if it exists. <laughs> it exists. Um, not sure. I'm telling you it exists. Um, haven't had, I can't find a sort of definitive answer on that. Um, uh, yeah, uh, Griffin Gluck, you know, he had some of my favourite jokes in this movie. I think he's the heart of the movie. Mm. The bit where he cries because he misses his dad. What an emotional response, Josh. I'm not saying he doesn't have range. I'm just saying he has dead eyes. That is I think a he's just a sad thing. kid in this movie. He's not. He's there's a difference. There's a sad. difference between being sad and there's a difference between yeah. having nothing yeah. happening behind the eyes. There's difference. And I think he's. I think he's got it. I think, I don't he's think got he has. It. I think only a, think only a dead-eyed boy would not recognize a, def, a different dead-eyed boy. Fucking hell! After I call you a beautiful man, <laughs> you call me a dead-eyed boy. <laughs> We'll see if there's going to be a series two. <laughs> no, you don't. Have, you don't have dead eyes, but you don't have dead eyes, buddy. You're a beautiful boy as well. We're all beautiful boys here on this podcast. Yeah, fuck you. Who's your LVP? <laughs> Who's your LVP? My LVP. My LVP is early tensies mashup music culture. <laughs> because because th- like three times in this film, I got really hyped for a needle drop, only for it to be a. Fucking like, oh, what was his name? Party Rob. Every car you chase. Yeah, it's like what the fuck off or like, Party Ben, Party Ben. That was it, yeah. Party Ben. So like, yeah, there was a bit where it was. Uh... There's the match. The one that's mentioned here is the mashup of Every Breath You Take and Chasing Cars. Yeah, that one. Like, Every car you chase. Terrible, terrible. Or like. um there was there was a Rihanna umbrella one where I got hyped for umbrella and then I was like why is it so fast and then realized it was another fucking mashup and then there was another one Roxanne what was the big there was a really big there's, one. Oh, the tainted yeah, love one there was the tainted one. love one where I was like yeah. okay I fucking love tainted love and then it just goes into is this love by Bob Marley which like again like good song but I just want to listen to tainted love I don't want any of these fucking mashups and I hate that we lived at a time where that happened, where people went, oh, we're done with music. I know what's cool. I can beat Glee for this. I do blame fucking Glee. Glee and Pitch Perfect, all of that, just ruined music for about three years. And it's like every... Awful. Just absolutely terrible. I wish I had a copy of my mashup of American Idiot and Teenage Dirtbag. I mean, like, that's the thing. I'm not going to say I didn't try it. I'm not gonna say I didn't do it. <laughs> I'm not gonna sit here and say I didn't make a mashup of. I can't even remember what it was. Uh, I think it was a Tyler the Creator track and something else. But anyway, like awful. Just being like, mm, these songs kind of have similar beats. I'm gonna make the singing from the. What a fun, what a fun, cool idea. Fuck off. I hate it. And 
I hate anyone who who made it, including myself. I hate anyone who liked it, including myself at the time. And I hate anyone who remembers it like myself. <laughs> and there we go. That's where um, I'm at. <laughs> my my LVP yeah. isn't as interesting. It's just Nick Swardson. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's valid. Just Nick Swardson, just for being really fucking annoying for about an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I don't think we even mentioned that, like, just like through the whole film, he's doing like a German, German accent. accent. Terrible. But and pretending to be a, a sheep dealer. He keeps talking about his schnitzel. Yeah. He wants to put his schnitzel in there. It's really sauerkraut. funny. It is great. You know what else we didn't mention? Keegan Michael Keyes in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that was a breath of fresh air slash delight. Yeah, it was great. For a bit, it's... and then he went off. I mean, he's playing like clear like stereotypical homosexual but sure i mean it is quite interesting isn't it that that scene is oh shrek (laughs) that scene is playing is a very meta scene because it's playing on the fact that jennifer aniston was previously known for having such voluminous and uh extravagant hair and the whole point of that scene is to say that her hair is as dead as the dead-eyed child that your wonderful co-host so rightly mentioned before. Um, so, you know, it's... Where's Donkey? <laughs> well, you can do it if you feel comfortable, but I I would not recommend. In the morning, I'm making waffles. Waffles, waffles, waffles. But yeah, didn't you think that... Oh, that's a good point, Shrek. What do you think about that, Jack? <laughs> Did you think that was funny? Uh, Tell me it was good. No. Oh, fuck. All right. I, sorry, I've just fallen down a hole now where I found out that Adam Sandler is not playing Dracula in Hotel Transylvania 4. What? <laughs> yeah. He's been replaced. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> He's been replaced. By who? Only Brian Hull. He's Brian... <laughs> Brian Hull. But you know what? You know what's really weird? What? Everyone else is back. What? So you've got... Catherine Hahn's returning from the last film, Andy Samberg's returning, Steve Buscemi, Selena Gomez, David Spade, Keegan-Michael Key, Molly Shannon, Mm. Jim Gaffigan, and then Adam Sandler is not returning. That's so weird. Maybe he's dead. What? (laughs) How dare you? What? Not Adam Sandler. Well, who who else would be? Dracula's already dead. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) What the fuck? No, this can't be real, because I'm looking at Brian Hull. I'm looking at what he's known for. Yeah, he's a voiceover impressionist. Oh, shit, is that who? He, is that what he is? Yeah, and apparently in the short film they just released of Hotel Transylvania, he is the voice of Dracula in it. Jesus, okay. He was in a series called Google Translate Sings. Good for him. What is that? It's nothing that good. I just imagine it's just putting, like songs into google translate and listening to what they sound like sounds good um uh, okay this that that's mad that's mad no, that he mad. is not back for it's, that it's what is he doing uh he's making valet guys <laughs> that's what he's doing all right uh where if people wanted to follow you jack where could they find you uh you can find me hanging around lobbies of hawaiian hotels <laughs> yeah brilliant um and at JFG and Digital 3D across Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Letterboxd, all that jazz. That's very good. Where can they find you, Josh? Oh, you, uh, <laughs> you can find me. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, 
uh tiktok if you want letterboxd um probably not on hinge for much longer because i've realized that i'm dead inside or a loser it's either one and um yeah you can find at p-a-p-s-b-y at p-a-p-s-b-y it rhymes with the departed and of course if you want to follow the podcast you can at true hat mad that's on instagram and twitter if you want to send us an email it's true hat mad at gmail.com please send us an email we would love to hear from you and uh whether you think uh people are either losers or dead eyes the male leads in rom-coms and and if you're email us if you're a brian hull fan email us if you're a brian hull fan um of course and also please if you fancy it leave us a review and a rating at wherever you find your podcasts if they have that functionality five stars is very good for us and for you for your soul yeah i like a five star review it's nice um yeah i think that's about it isn't it for just yeah. go with it did you did you feel good about going with it just about i did i did yeah nice. just just i just went with it i think we and, all did. and you know what josh as always who the fuck is brian hall <laughs> <laughs> right yeah.